So Jordan, September 30th, how about we, uh, we sleep in that day? Yeah, on the 30th, I don't know what to do. Uh, let's binge watch a bunch of uh, old Seinfeld episodes. No, 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 okay, I got it. September 30th, let's go get spray tanned. There's a fire. It is a nice day. <coughs> oh, hey. <coughs> so, uh, probably the most awkward video you've seen today. Um, hopefully, it stays that way, because uh, I want that place in your heart. But, uh, so, there's more of those coming. This is what it's all about. Stop talking about helping people and running for their, and not running for their lives, but actually do something and run for their lives. And so September 30th is, is kind of our thing, man. Fourth year. We've got the 5K coming up. You can register today in the lobby. We've got a computer set up, so you can do that. It's $30, and we are, we are raising awareness. If you haven't heard of the 5K, for, Run for the Lives 5K, it's all about raising awareness for the tragedy of human trafficking. Um, we want to get as many people out in the streets of Moni. Um, they saw us at Love Money a few weeks ago helping out, and now they're going to see us run through the streets, and they're going to ask us why. And uh, we've got advertisements um, in the Village newsletter and, and fun stuff like that. But we want to raise awareness of human trafficking, that tragedy. If you haven't been watching the news, you haven't been paying attention, it's a horrible thing, and it needs to stop, and we want to be a part of ending slavery um, in this modern day. And, uh, and we're going to raise funds as well. We're, su we're supporting um, three different ministries this year. We've got a couple of different ones this time around. We're going to be supporting um, an organization called A21. They're a global human trafficking organization that fights against it, and uh, it was started by a woman named Christine Kane, and so we're going to be supporting that ministry, as well as a ministry called um, uh, Empower... I actually, it is such a weird name. I empathize, I believe, is what it is. I believe that's what it is. It's because I always get empower and empathize mixed up. And they're totally different words, right? I empathize is, is the name of the ministry. And, uh, and they are so cool. They're on the domestic side, on the state side, and they do um, experiences for people to understand what human trafficking means in our context. And the third ministry is called Epic Girl, a lot of E's. Epic Girl is, uh, is out of Nashville. If you remember Stacia Freeman, she was the uh, director of Hope for Justice. She has started her own ministry that actually has a curriculum to help girls once they're taken out of the human trafficking industry and helping them get back on their feet. And she's wanting to bring that to Chicago. And so we're going to want to help her out as best as we can. So you can register today. You guys, it is going to be a blast. It's always a fun day. And uh, even if you don't run, um, Joe Baldridge, is Joe coming? Is he coming back for that? Joe Baldridge wins it every year. Every year. Every year, he runs it in like 10 minutes. I don't know how he does it. I think he cuts through people's backyards. But, uh, but you might have a shot because he went away, to, went away to college this year, so he, but he might be back to, to keep his title. Um, we're, what we're going to do now is we're going to dismiss the kids, and we're going to count the three. You guys are going to hoop and holler. The kids, K through fourth grade, are going to be heading out. And then we've also got the crossing, I believe, that's meeting as well today, too. So here we go. One, two, three.
standing ovation there. That's awesome. It is awesome. Well, it's great to have you guys here. We are in this series called Love Your Neighbor. Um, how many of you guys sneezed today? Did you sneeze today? Anybody sneeze on you today? Um, all the kids left, so you can, you can you know, throw them under the bus now. Um, if, you, if you are in my house at all, you're going to hear some sneezes. I got some photos of some sneezes. If you don't know what a sneeze is, these are, these are some great like still shots of um, the sneeze. I mean, you laugh, but let's see another one. Like, that's a great one. Like, I feel like that's either going to be an epic smooch or it's going to be a, like the grossest sneeze ever. And then there's, a, there's another one. That's a good one. Like the tongue, the whole thing, like it's going down. And then this one, like I'm pretty sure that I am allergic to goldenrod. I don't know if you guys feel it, but if you're not from around here, it like wrecks me. And then there's this one, which I'm feeling like this is a scene, like, at, I don't know, in Chronicles of Narnia or something, Aslan's off to the side. It's such the fakest photo, like, of someone sneezing, like, Allegra, it will help you. I don't know, I don't know. But allergy season, Sarah and I, people, last week I talked about the differences between Sarah and I, Sarah is my wife, and so somebody asked me, he's like, do you ever get in trouble at home for talking about you guys? And I'm like, not usually, but sometimes I do. But right now in our house, if you have, like, if you walked in and be like, I have a headache, she'd be like, it's allergies. That's what she would say, it's allergies. Or if you're like, you know what, I'm kind of hungry, allergies. It's like, <laughs> what? I'm hungry? Yeah, allergies, you know? I'm like, what? So, what is the thing that you say when someone sneezes? Unless you're in Germany, you say Gesundheit, but other than that, you say what? God bless you, right? But you just say God bless you, right? It's like one word, God bless you. Somebody figure out how to spell that, God bless you. It's really, it is, it's one word. And, you know, we've been in this Love Your Neighbor series, and what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about how we can love our neighbor, but how we put some more teeth to that by saying this and saying, how can I bless my neighbor, all right? So on the count of three, everyone say, God bless you. Ready? One, two, three. I didn't even sneeze, but I feel like I've got, I'm covered for a little bit. If you haven't been here, we've like stated a few things from the stage. We've had a couple of guest speakers. We've had um, a family Sunday, a family weekend, which has been awesome. Some of the things that we've stated is this, in terms of loving your neighbor, is that you can be on mission without adding anything to your schedule. That's a breath of fresh air for some folks. Because when we think about reaching our neighbor, we often think about adding more and more and more to our schedule, things that we don't have time for. We're all overscheduled. We're all overbooked. Anybody, like, have an open calendar between here now and the end of the year, right? Nobody does, you know? Thanks, Ryan. Yes, I feel it. And we also said that God, Todd Lucas talked about this, God has opened a door to you to reach the people around you. So the reason why you don't have to add things to your schedule to really feel like you're on mission is because God has opened a door to reach the people that are already in your life. So think about the people you work with. Think about the people that um, your, your roommates. Think about the, the, um, your family. Think about those neighbors that are next door to you. The people that are already near you are who God has opened a door to reach. Um, and then Dave talked about the fact that when we do an event like Love Moni, where we, we basically gave over, over 770 volunteer hours in one day, we were able to have a massive cookout in the village center, um, and it was an awesome thing. But the reason that we do that, and the reason that we love our neighbors, and give away books, and food, and clothes, and the reason that we did that is to reveal Jesus to people. 
is to help people see Jesus in their life. And then last week, we had seven students get baptized, and we talked about the fact that the point of all of this loving our neighbor stuff is so that God's house is full, that it is full, not second place. I mean, we got hard chairs for days, all right? But we, we, we would love that, but the idea is that God's house would be full. And so what we're doing is we're gathering worshipers of the true king, Yeah? I mean, this is what we're doing. Now, if there's anybody in the Bible that has understood or understands blessing, it's going to be Abraham, right? Everybody say, Father Abraham. Father Abraham. And don't try to sing it, not just yet, all right? So I'm going to do this. Um, if you guys don't mind, I am going to uh, say, Pat, would you help me give out Bibles real quick? And Dave, would you help me? There's Bibles right there. You can give them out. If you want a Bible, raise your hand. You're going to turn to Genesis 12, and we're going to hang out there and in Genesis chapter 15. We're going to couple that with Romans 4, but you don't need to turn to Romans 4. And the reason, keep your hand up if you'd like a Bible. The reason that you don't need to is because I'll have those scriptures on the screen, but I will not have the scriptures from Genesis on the screen because I want you to read it for yourself. It is so important. How many of you guys know it is so important to get the word of God inside you. Noah, can you find me? Can you get that Bible right there? Thank you, sir. And can you give it to this young lady right here? She had her hand up, but she did not get a Bible. All right? Yeah, but I got you, girl. I got you. So Genesis 12 is we're going to hang out. Now, um, when we say, God bless you, when somebody sneezes, it's so, like, how many of you, you know that it can be such a reflex, right? Hey, somebody sneezes, hey, God bless you. People that don't even believe in God will sometimes say, God bless you, right? And it's kind of crazy. It's just, a, it's just a, a cultural norm. But here's the issue, and this is where it's going to get a little bit uncomfortable, and it's not because of the chair. It's because of what I'm going to say, is that sometimes, and I would say that even if we're not careful most of the time, what we do is we reverse that phrase and we say, God bless me. God bless me. It's all about me. God bless me, man. Oh, and I am blessed. And if we don't get intentional about the way we think about how we're living our faith out seven days a week, we will continue to say, God bless me. I was talking to um, Hope, actually. I think she's with the kids now, but um, her and her mom had a conversation. She was telling me about it, about how like in the 90s, um, probably Jehovah Jireh was probably a little earlier than that, I'm guessing. But um, in the 90s, the worship songs that we would sing in churches across America would be all about God. Would be all about God and how awesome God is and how holy he is and good he is and trustworthy he is. But as you kind of see the progression of worship music go, you kind of see even now that if you're not careful, again, you can see that a lot of the songs are about what God has done for me. Now, when we pick our songs, we try not to focus in on a lot of that type of lyric. But it's interesting, right? And here's the reason why. Because our culture says it's all about you. It's all about me. 
And it is so hard to understand, and this is the crux of the message, to understand the way, and if you listen closely, I'm going to un- unveil, reveal God's method and God's purpose in blessing you. So in chapter 12, verse 1 through 4, Abraham was still Abram at this time. God had not changed his name, but the Lord said to Abram, he said, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will what? Bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. God turns a verb into a noun, and then he says, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. When you look at this, you have to understand, and it's super hard, right? It's super hard when we, it's 2017, you guys are all sitting here in America, in the epicenter of progressive culture known as Moni, Illinois, and you have no way of understanding what, this is go- what is happening in Abraham's life, Abram's life at this moment. God is telling him to leave his home country, to leave his family, to leave everything he knows, And not only is he doing that, but he's telling him to do that when he's 75 years old. And not only is he doing that, but he knows, Abram knows he doesn't have a son. He doesn't have an heir. He's old. He has, his body is dead when it comes to having kids. And it is, God is saying that he is going to bless all people in the world through Abram. How in the world is this even going to work? And it's so hard to fathom how crazy God is when he talks to Abram at this time. And yet God is faithful and God says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you a blessing and I'm going to bless all nations through you. All right, we got that. Genesis 15. Turn a couple pages to the right. Genesis 15, and we're going to look at verse 5. This is where God kind of like underscores his commitment to Abram, and he says to him this. He says, he took him outside and said, hey, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. And then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Here again, God is saying, it hasn't happened yet. Abraham, Abram, he has not figured it out yet. He hasn't seen it, but yet he doesn't know how it's going to happen. But God comes in and underscores that blessing, that promise that he's going to make him a blessing. He's going to bless him, going to make him a blessing. He's going to bless all nations through him. Doesn't make any sense. Now, you guys, I don't know if you guys love commentaries. They're helpful when you're doing Bible study for sure. But now I want to couple Romans 4 with this passage, because Romans 4 is basically a commentary on Genesis 15. In Romans 4, you don't need to turn there, it's on the screen. In Romans 4, verses 18 through 22, it says this, and this is where you have to understand what was going on, because if you don't, it does, the first three words don't make sense. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed 
and so became the father of many nations. Just as it, ha it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. That's what we just read, right? Genesis 15. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded. Everybody say fully persuaded. Fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Woo! Man, how many of you would love to be fully persuaded that God can do and he has the power to do what he has promised? This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Why? Because against all hope, when he thought his body was dead, when he knew that Sarah's womb was dead, against all hope, Abram, Abraham put his faith in God and he said, I believe, I'm fully persuaded I'm fully persuaded that you have the power to do what you say you can do. This is huge. Keep reading, verse 6. Abram believed the Lord, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Romans 4, verses 23 through 25, picks up this way. The words, it was, isn't it funny how it's like literally a commentary, it's a commentary, right? So the words, it was credited to him, were written not for him alone, but also for us who believe in him, who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins. It was raised to life for our justification. The words that was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness to us as well. So here's what I, this is the crux, guys. It's one of the most simplest messages you'll ever hear me teach. Well, there's a lot that are, that are simple that I do, right? Uh, by the way, side note, not in my notes. Okay, if you, here's, what, here's who I am. If this is your first time here, this is who I am. This is what you're going to get if you come here every week. And anybody that's been coming for a while will know this. If I am not going to take you into the deep theological weeds so you leave here wondering, what did I just hear? All right? There's places to go for that. There's things to read for that. That's awesome. I'm not going to be able to do that for you because God has wired me. In a way, I want the scriptures to come alive when we leave. And I, will ha I have a passion for us living scripture, not just talking about it, right? And so that's what I'm going to do. Every week, I'm going to say, why does that matter to me right now? Because if it doesn't matter to me, I'm not going to tell it to you. But man, when we figure it out together, we're going to make, and we're going to take some spiritual ground. Yeah? Okay, let's feel it. So here's the simplest way I can explain it, right? So Abraham. God blesses Abraham. He says, not only am I going to bless you, but you are going to be a blessing to every nation. And so that includes all of us. In Romans 4 and in other places in Scripture, Paul is arguing because people didn't want us in the crowd. Guys, unless we were circumcised. And so Paul is arguing and saying it's not about circumcision because the blessing came before that. It's not about the law and keeping the law because the blessing came before that. The whole argument that Paul is saying is about sequence. He says, listen, God blessed Abraham. 
Abraham became a blessing to many nations, and you are part of those. You're one of those stars. And now, let me just say this. If you think, and you can't see the pattern that he blesses Abraham to be a blessing to all nations, and you think that your blessing stops with you, Jacob Tripp, I got to give credit, man. We were talking. He spoke this past Wednesday at, uh, at students. He's a student coach and a uh, great guy. Did a great job. Right, students? Yeah. yeah, okay. So he said, as we were talking about his, his message, he was saying, you know, if you interpret Scripture to be about all about you and how awesome you are, you probably misinterpreted it. Now, it's about you. But it's not necessarily all about you and how awesome you are because the awesome one is God. So everything in our culture says the buck stops with us. It's all about me. But God's system, the way that he designed it, is he blesses so that that person that is blessed becomes a blessing to someone else. It continues to go. It continues to flow. And, and the problem with us is that we'll sing songs and we'll confess with what we say and undo what we pray because we'll say, man, it's all about me. Or we'll go to God and say, God, let me show you my list. I got a bunch of stuff. Or we'll have a pity party. And I mean, I, you, guys, you guys know people in your family that are going through the ringer right now. They're going through the ringer. And they're saying stuff like, you know what? If, man, God raised Lazarus from the dead, so why does my bank account look the way it does? Why does my marriage look the way it does? Do you understand that Jesus turned water into wine? Why can't he make something change in my life? I sure wish that he would bless me. I really, I just want the blessing of God on my life. And we cry out to God and we say, God, why aren't you blessing me? I just need more of a blessing in my life. Can I just tell you? to stop. <laughs> Better than that, stop, drop, and roll, all right? This is, anybody remember that? Like when you're, hey, I just lit you on fire, stop, drop, and roll. Like, like it's gonna, I don't know if it really works. I don't want to find out. Stop, drop, and roll. Number one, stop wishing God would bless you more. Key word, wishing. You see, wishing is different than praying, it's different than believing, and there's no doubt about it. There is the blessing of that that comes. But I, okay, this is a Joe comment, so you can throw a rock later at me. Here's, my, here's what I believe. I believe that the way that God continues to bless someone is when they acknowledge the blessing they already have. And sometimes what we have to do is we say, God, there's blessings that I have that I can't even put words to because I don't even know about them. Did you wake up today? Okay, so God's not done with you, right? So you, you woke up today. You have people in your life. I sat with a guy. He's like, I don't have any friends. I don't have anybody that cares about me. I don't have anybody in, you know, God, yeah, God, I'm his beloved, but whatever. And I said, okay, let's sit down. And we started to draw out a little network of all the people he knew. And I said, okay, so you've got family members here, you've got friends here, you've got coworkers here. I said, do these people care about you? Yeah. I said, then stop talking about the fact that you're not blessed with friends. You have them, man. You've just overlooked them. 
So stop wishing that God would bless you because you're already blessed. You're already blessed. Now, second, drop your entitled attitude. Like you say, oh, I deserve it though, man. I've been serving God for 20 years. So what? You are already blessed, man. Like, you, you, do you realize that we don't deserve anything? And all of a sudden, somehow, we walk around, we're like, you know what, I deserve more than this, God. I deserve, and yes, we walk, and we're highly favored, and we have that, I agree. But can you just allow God to put you there, then, rather than force you there, your way there, and to try to force God's hand? Because it's not going to go well for you. Drop your attitude of entitlement. And say, you know what, God, I praise you for anything I have. And you, my friend, God, you are the one that is awesome and you deserve all praise. I deserve nothing. And second, or third, roll. Roll with the blessing you already have. Roll with the blessing you already have. Like, stop wishing. Stop with it. Drop the entitlement and say, okay, God, I have, I have the ability to do something. I have the ability to do something, to help out, to be there, to do something. You know, here's the thing. Many of you walk through the lobby, all these tables to sign up for stuff. And man, I've been to churches too, and I'm, like, I'm over it. It's like, yeah, you want me to do something, you want me to sh you know, show up, volunteer, whatever, all that garbage. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pray. I mean, I'm sure somebody will fill that 2 a.m. slot. Not me, though. What you have to understand is that every single, we, here, we don't do anything without intentionality. Every single one of those tables is there because of vision that we have about who we are as a people, all right? So when you look out there, there are opportunities for you to rub shoulders with the community. And, and I'm challenging you to rethink the way you think about that because you, you're, you're there and you're saying, God, I wish you would bless me. I wish you would bless me. And you are, un, you are, you are behind a door that is open to you but you're not walking through it and you're saying this and you don't realize that if you reached out for a second, you would realize the blessing that you have. Um, there's a slide with a lot of different things on it there. So um, the, the spot where you have the most opportunity to rub shoulders with people in our community that have no idea what's going on when it comes to Jesus is those first um, two Historia at Fall Fest and serving at Fall Fest. We, are, we feel as though we want to show up. Historia is our coffee. We're going to serve cold brew, and we're going we're gonna to charge for it, a lot more than what we charge here, and it's carnival pricing, man. And so we're going to raise some money for missions, and, and it's going to be awesome. But we have shifts that need to be filled, and you're like, well, I don't know how to make coffee. Cool. It's already been made. Can you do this? Like, it's super easy. And we have a sign-up for that out there. Serving at Fall Fest, see, the, the woman that took over for Fall Fest, she's new this year, and she's freaking out because she took over and she kind of came in midstream. She doesn't have a lot of volunteers, and she's, she's really freaking out that there's not going to be a lot of volunteers, but she knows that second place showed up for Love Moni and donated 770 hours of volunteer time. And so she's reaching out saying, hey, can you, can you, can you rally one more time? And I believe that we can, but not because we need to like do our time, because we want to interact with the community. Serve as a team on that one is what my suggestion would be. Get a couple people together, go find, you can be in, you know, help out with the parade, you can help out with cleanup, you can help out with setup. There's a lot of different ways that you can help out. Those are two that you're rubbing shoulders. 24 hours of prayer, um, 
Larry and Melissa did a good job talking about that one. Growth groups are, t- are coming up. Alpha's coming up. Run for their lives is coming up. These are all statements. These are all based on vision, guys. This is not about filling your schedule. And some of us, here, some of us are, are sitting and we're like, man, I don't even know if God is really notices me. I'm not, I don't feel it. I'm not feeling alive. I don't feel it. Here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Fight to be the first one to one of those tables. Get out there and mingle with the people in this community and see, instead of trying to, I can't read my Bible, live your Bible for a second and maybe you'll want to read it after that. Live your Bible out there in the community and allow people to rub shoulders with you and you can realize how hurt and how desperate this world is and you can be a light in that dark place. I, I, I see, seriously, I see, I mean, there, you should be fighting over those tables because of the, not because it's like a second place thing. I don't care. It doesn't matter about that. These are opportunities that sometimes when we need a little in the butt, right, we, we need that little push, and we need that little push, and that's what those things are. We're trying to organize that for you guys on your behalf. You guys good? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So uh, when you think about this, God blesses Abraham to be a blessing. He blesses us to be a blessing. And is that the end? Remember what I said earlier, that God's house may be full. You see, what's awesome about God is he blesses to be a blessing, he blesses to be a blessing, and he continues to do that over and over and over again. Why? Because at some point in time, we're all going to be together, and we're going to be worshiping the one true king, and we are going to be blessing him. And when we sing what we're about to sing, when we worship, we bless God. It's full circle, man. God is awesome that way. The band can come up. When, when we uh, have a last uh, weekend of the month, we do, uh, we do communion. And the way that we do it here is a little different because we want you to own your faith and to own that moment with God. There's communion elements at the table there on your left in the back and then on your right in the back. And any time during these songs, you can go up and you can take those elements. You can go by yourself. You can go with your friends. You can go with your family. Um, you can find a spot in the warehouse. There's, there's enough little private spots where you can find a spot to pray and you can do business with God. You can ask God to show you what you need to, to see when it comes to loving your neighbor and blessing your neighbor. And if you're taking notes, let me just give you this before, I, before I'm done. Everybody say bless. bless. Here's how you bless your neighbor. Number one, begin with prayer. Begin with prayer. Pray by name for your neighbors, for your family, for those in your life that you know that you need to bless. Number two, listen to them. C-B-L, bless, um, begin with prayer, listen to them. You won't know how to help them unless you listen to them. Number three is my favorite, eat with them. Invite them over for a cookout, invite them over for dinner, eat with them and listen to their story so you can understand how to do the next letter, S, serve them. Find a way to serve them. And when you listen to them, you eat with them, you hear their story, God will show you how to serve them. And then the last S, which is awesome, it will happen. 
it will happen. You will have this opportunity, I guarantee it, because when you do this under the motivation of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will open a door for you to share your Jesus story with them. It will happen, so be ready. When they ask you, why are you so different? When they ask you, why are you feeding my family? When they ask you, why did you mow my yard? Bless your neighbor. Begin with prayer. Listen, eat, serve them, and share your story. Romans 4 is what I read earlier. And it's so perfect for communion. And as we go, I'll read this and then we'll pray. The words that was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him who raised our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to, over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. That is what communion is all about. Heavenly Father, as we observe, Lord God, and remember your sacrifice of giving Jesus to us when we didn't deserve it, God, and unfair, but in our favor, God, we pray, Lord God, that we would take this moment and we would see it as a holy moment. Lord, however we remember, whether by ourselves, with family, friends, Lord God, we remember Jesus, your death on the cross, your body that was broken for our healing, and your blood that was spilled out for the cleansing of our sins, Lord God. And Lord, you didn't stay, you borrowed a tomb for three days because you came back to give us life and to show us that you can do what you say. So Lord, we just pray that you would allow this moment to be holy. Lord, I pray that as we worship, Lord God, that worry would be thrown out of this room. Worship and worry cannot be in the room at the same time, cannot be on our lips at the same time. Lord, I pray that as we sing, that faith would be on our lips and not fear, because faith cannot coexist with fear. Lord, I pray that fears would go out of this room as we sing. In Jesus' name we pray. You guys can stand as we sing. So, uh, as you walk out, and I know lots of us walked in struggling with stuff or having a lot going on in our life, and um, you know, I said something that I think I can correct. I said, you know, I think that God will continue to bless you as you recognize what the blessing is that you already have. And I believe that that's scriptural because he said that, you know, when you're, the, the person who's faithful with a little will be given more. And so what we need to do is be faithful to the blessing we know we already have. I believe that God will continue to bless that. And someday, if you hold on to that the way Abraham did, you know, against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed, if you hold on to that, someday you'll see it. After everybody else is talking about you and saying how you're wrong, someday you'll see it and you'll be right. You'll be right. Those of you that are feeling dead inside, let me tell you right now, the way to wake up, the most alive you will ever feel is when you reach out outside your world and help someone else. So as the students said during boot camp, it's time to get after it. So uh, before you do though, if you are a college student and you are um, part of the leadership for the growth groups, you're gonna meet in the office and kind of determine your, your route to that meeting. Um, 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, help us to be faithful to the blessing we already have. Lord, if we confess Jesus as Lord, Lord, your word says in Romans 4 that it is credited to us as righteousness. Lord, I pray that we would walk in that as we walk out of here. Not so that we can be proud and and puffed up, but because we have it to give away now, Lord God. We have it to share. Lord, help us to bless our neighbors. Help us to love our neighbors, whoever they may be. Lord God, more than ever, we need it in this world. We thank you for all this. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Go get after it. We'll see you next week.